Hello, welcome to episode 89 of the Legendary Frogcast. I'm your host, Joseph Blanchett, and with me is Dustin Watts. Holy crap, we've been doing this a long time. Yeah, we're almost at episode 100, and then we'll have a big celebration that five people will listen to, and uh, then we'll stop doing it forever, because, you know... There will also be cake. 100. Free cake. And uh, that's Chris Bo. Hello! Hello! Guess what? What's the, I guess what we're talking about today, guys. Doctor Who? Uh, well, there was a new Doctor Who. Would you like to quickly talk about that? And I mean, quickly, quickly? Sure, we'll just... Uh, weird episode. Interesting start. We'll see. Can't really say more until it... Until we see more of it. I like, I like it. Um, he's, he's very quirky. I, I really hope it becomes like really dark and gritty like the trailer for the season um, made it seem. I don't hope so. I want it to be fun. I like I like the idea of like a dark and grim, super serious doctor. I want I want his challenges to be his uh, ideals to be challenged, and we'll see how he reacts to those. That's what I'm hoping for for this new doctor, because he's kind of a kind of a brand new person. Like he's always kind of a different person, but now it seems like he's like. He may have different ideals now. That's what a a radical departure from what we've seen so yeah. far. And like I liked while. how they kind of um, justified the young young doctor as him running away. And now that all of his stuff is like internally uh, dealt with, you know, he went back to being old. And I like how they made it made it like established that he thinks differently than all the other doctors. When he's like, he's like what the one question here is. Has anything like this ever happened before? And uh, like that's something that no one in the audience oh, was he's, thinking he's of. Oh, he's just Sherlock. Yeah. Just Sherlock now. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But today we're talking Sherlock, about... He's Sherlocked or who? Sure, she locked her who. Um, but today we're talking about um, Legend of Korra, book three, Change. Hey. Uh, there will be spoilers in this. We can't talk about it without spoilers, so I don't know why oh, yeah. I even mentioned it. Um, but Chris Bo, you just finished watching. The yeah, whole... I, I just finished it about 40 <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, so uh, He's you know, probably got... we all watched it on Friday and stuff. Um, well, let's start at the beginning. Um, in the beginning, beginning there was Avatar One, who met with this one crazy and that was one last lady. Book. It was only half good, you know. Yeah. Um. Let's also talk about how are we going to mention the whole weird situation about this season? Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll discuss it after we discuss this. But maybe we'll discuss it when it happened in the in the season. Well, actually, this is the well. Actually, this is it. If we're, I was talking about how the like the first couple of episodes were leaked and Nick panicked and just started airing them like two at a time. Well, okay, I guess talk about it now. Um, so I, why I, they listened, I listened to a so so what happened is some episodes were stolen from one of their servers, um, and. The creators, in an interview, in a very honest interview, I don't think they're lying, said that them pushing it out the door quickly was not a response to the leak, but it was more just a scheduling thing on the network. Um, so you know, you know, fans were quick to assume that was the reason. Um, oh, so it was. But they did seem to, but they did seem to rush it through and yeah, kind of miss their marketing announced... windows. Yeah, they announced the start of the season one week before it aired, and, and the creators agreed like that just 
kind of killed the moment like the momentum at the beginning. And um, if you do a search for like I'm almost reference the the interview I'm listening to. If you do a search for um, Nerdist Writers podcast and like a, a Quora, um, you'll get a link to the interview and they're and they go into detail about what they can talk about about um, kind of like the problems of the of the season. Um, and last season, how like the the ratings went down because of the time slot, and how Nickelodeon just gave it the same time slot this week, and you know ratings were even worse because of uh, um, no one really knew about it because they didn't market it at all, and how and, it didn't and it wasn't on Amazon or iTunes because they wanted to get TV ratings, but that didn't work. Um, TV ratings are a thing of the past. Yeah, and uh, how it was always kind of the plan to put it online. But again, they just did it so quick and without warning that it just sets out a bunch of like negative things about it. Um, and then there's the fact that season that the book four is going to be online only. More than likely, uh, and honestly, that's not a bad thing. Um, I think they realize that their audience doesn't watch like their their audience that watch TV. Yeah, I watch shows online. when like they, I watch shows when it's convenient for my schedule. Yeah. And Cora uh, is not a common Nickelodeon show. Like I think the bulk of their audience uh, watched it online anyway. Um, so it, it kind of it was really weird, and I was afraid it was canceled, and everyone thought it was canceled. But they were quick well, to point out, no, it's not. But uh, general fan theory is is that by the time they thought about canceling, they had already greenlit season four and were already starting production on it. So it was like, well. Yeah, it's a little. Oh, I, that, that. That's fan theory. It's like that's fan theory. You know, uh, they ordered all three seasons at once, so well, if they wouldn't have canceled it. They would have done what they've done here, put it online because they they've said that uh, it they've always gotten the most viewership from online. Um, but uh, did Core ever ever actually show up on iTunes or Amazon? Is it still? It's on, on Amazon now. I. Don't think it's on iTunes, at least right now, because of some licensing thing. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It all worked out. Like, I watched it online anyway, so it didn't matter for me and, and probably a lot of people. But, yeah, uh, I don't, my TV's busted, so. <laughs> when we last left Kara, she uh, opened up the spirit portals. Um, Republic City is covered in spirit vines, and no one's very happy about it. Um, Those spirit vines get everywhere, man. Yeah, and uh, everywhere. It, it actually wasn't a very big part of the season, like the like the spirits. Um, like they they were there, but they were never really a big part of anything. I was kind of hoping there there would be a little more spirit stuff, but it's really just kind of the start. And then near the end, they kind of like they're starting to pop up everywhere. What if it was just used as a plot device to just get the Avatar out of Republic City? It's like, you're banned from this place. Go and explore the world and show the audience the culture of this planet. <laughs> and and there's still another season. Like, it just, like, the spirits just started to venture out, you know? Yeah. So, uh, we'll see more of that. Yeah, so she's in Republic City. Um, there are rumors of airbenders popping up. And one of those air be- airbenders is Boomy. Because why not? Because why not? Um, yeah, like like Boomy was always 
always felt like the odd man out, like in, in his mind, because he wasn't a bender. He was like the son of Aang, and uh, it, like one of his best moments from last season is just him talking to his dad's statue and going like, "I've tried to keep the world safe, even though I, I I'm not a bender." He has a great military record. Yeah, like I hope yeah. I'm really proud. And uh, but, but now like he can actually be a part of his dad's culture that he always felt missing from. Um, actually, kind of halfway through the season, I forgot he was an airbender. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, he can airbend. Um, so, so yeah, they, they never really explained what happened, but it, it, it's uh, just, all, just all the spiritual energy that got unleashed into the world just kind of started creating balance. Um, That's what I thought, too. Like, all the yeah. spirits sensed that there was an imbalance of the num- amount of benders out there, so they gave others the gift of airbending. Yeah. And uh, one, of, one of the benders, one of the people that got airbending was this guy in prison named Zaheer. Um, yeah, we, we don't know it at the time, but he's a bad man. Oh, he is a... He is... Oh, he's not a... The thing is, he... He wasn't pure evil he was just very motivated by his own political agenda to his detriment yes see so he uh there's the here there's gazan minghua and plea that's exactly right and we all know them as firebender with the sparky sparky boom boom head armless girl lava bender man Voiced by uh, Greg Griffin, um, Pai Lee is, or, or a Mingwa is. He and uh, we cool. also find, and this is later on, but we also find that Unalak um, was also a, a, a Red Lotus member, but he kind of went crazy and started doing his own thing. It, which actually, which is weird because they all kind of, they're all kind of crazy. Yeah, these um, Red Lotus guys were. Um, it's kind of the the most extreme of their bending types. Like uh, Ming Hua was just this crazy water bender. Like was born without arms, so she has water arms. She has like awesome control over it. Uh, was she truly born without arms? Well, she I mean, didn't have arms. They never say, but you know, I assume that she probably wasn't. Um, Gazan is a lava bender, which I didn't really which... know how that worked. You uh, compress actually, the rock so hard that it becomes hot. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, tectonic pressures, man. Yep. It's, I mean, it, it, he gamed the system. Really, it's it's really kind of awesome. I yeah. wonder if um, because we find out that Bolin is also a lava bender. I wonder if since, um, you know, like his brother is a is a fire bender, so obviously he has Earth and Fire Nation heritage. I wonder if kind of mixing those genes kind of. He gave rise to, like, a lava bender. Oh. Maybe that's why uh, Ming Hua is, uh, what's his face, is a lava bender. Because mom and dad are, like, like fire and earth benders. Hmm, could be. Could maybe think that's why uh, metal benders might be a mix of, like, earth benders and, like, something else. Maybe. Interesting to think about. It was uh, nice to see a, a, an airbender bad guy. Um like a offensive airbender usually they're yeah offensive. i thought that too during the final fight where it, it was in a similar canyon-esque place that the uh the fire lord and uh ang were fighting in 
Um, but it was like the bad guy was using air powers and Korra was using mostly firebending powers. Yeah, that was kind of a reversal, which was nice. Then there's the whole fact that uh, this is getting ahead of ourselves, but Zaheer went Superman on us. <laughs> I mean, straight up, 100%. In probably the most tragic of ways. I thought it was pretty cool. He'd, he'd learned at Mastering Airbending that he could just float on the air. He could just be weightless like the air. I knew that was coming because they mentioned it. <laughs> what I thought it was that he was actually going to turn in the air and you'd see him like, like disappear like a, like a dust in the wind, like in um, the Chronicles of Riddick, that one lady um, played by Q. I uh, know M from the James Bond movies. Oh, uh, Judy Dench. That's her. Yeah, like how she's like like one of those people that like wait, floats on the me. wind and wait, stuff. Wait, 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 pardon me, Dame Judy Dench. Excuse yes, me, uh, Madame Judy Dench. So. Tenzin's pretty excited because there are airbenders again, and he can, he can finally rebuild the air nation. And the first one they find is a uh, ragamuffin thief. No, the so, correction. No, the first one that they try to convince is the guy from uh, it was a farmer from the uh, the Earth Nation who didn't want to leave his family. Yep. And then he met a Napoleon Dynamite, um, who didn't want to leave either. Mm-hmm. Although you do see him at the end of the of the season. Um, yeah, his mom finally took him, him out. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's like, we need to change our tactics here. So they try to make everybody look real cool. And uh, they recruit Kai, who obviously is, is a little thief. Um, go back to Ba Sing Se. Uh, which, which has not fared well in the years. Well, I think it's been about the same, to be honest. Yeah, that's, it, that's, it's, it's kind of the same. Like, we have the lower class and the upper class. Um, uh, we meet uh, Bolin and Mako's um, extended family. A very sure. large extended family. Who, uh, grandma, grandma worships the Earth Queen like uh, Mao Zedong. It's um, a little bit of a little Easter egg. Uh, they live in the same apartment complex as uh, Zuko and Iroh did. They, uh, I, did, I did not catch that. Yeah, I saw a comparison saw. It's, it, it's the same building, just with some uh, additions to it in the background. Nice. Um, and, oh, the Earth, the... and the Earth Queen is not a nice person. No. She ate her dad's bear. I mean, jeez. Just because. Yeah. I, I love that scene of the first, uh, like, season two, I believe it was. It was like, is it like a, like a platypus bear or something bear? It's like, nope, just regular bear. Huh, weird. And then we found out he got eat. Mm-hmm, he got et. Yeah, it was around this time to um, find out, like, this is this is when they, like, break out the other uh, Red Lotus members. And um, I, I liked, again, like, I liked how their prisons were designed to, like, counter their um, bending skills. So, like, the lava bender was, like, in the middle of the ocean. Surrounded by wood. Yeah. Uh, Ming Hua was um, in, the, in a volcano where there wasn't enough air, uh, water in the air for her to water bend. And it just made her, like, shriveled and, like, thin. Dehydrated. <laughs> Dehydrated looking, yeah. An explosion lady was in the middle of the tundra. Yep. I, I like uh, when, um, Desna and what's her face? What's his face? Um, was like, 
why were we not like why wasn't I aware we have a top secret prison that I could be sending people to <laughs> that I could be sending people to and, and that awkward moment where in the elevator Kor's dad realizes that all these people have tried to kill the avatar like I once tried to use someone like this person to kill the avatar Aang a long time ago it did work yeah yeah we can see Zuko again um I like seeing him. He didn't really like. He was just kind of there. Um, that's fine, I guess. He, he, a big, he was he had a big that, dragon. He, because that's awesome. Because if you, hey, if you, if you were that old and you had access to a dragon, wouldn't you ride it? I'd ride it every damn day. I'd be like, huh? I need to go to the store. Let's get up. Oh, let's get on the dragon. I gotta go to North Pole. Guess I'll get on the dragon. <laughs> My salt shaker is only a quarter full of salt. I gotta go to the grocery store too. Guess the dragon. Uh, the Earth Queen has been uh, basically making oh. the Airbenders and uh, Bossing say part of her army. So uh, if, if it's basically like Lao Guy 2.0, yes, except what yep. except right under the palace. Yeah, we find out that um, Janora can spirit project. She actually did in, in book two, but she find out it's like a, a it's a kind of an air bending technique mixed. She's projected. With, yeah, like mixed with uh, spiritual energy and all that. Which is cool. And uh, I think Janora might like Kai a little bit. Just a smidge. Um, you know, Lin comes to Bossing Say and. She's back to her badass self after being kind of useless in book two. Yeah, That's I nice. think she finally got to sh- finally get to show off that she was. Uh, sh- what was I going with this? I don't know, but the, the next few episodes were what I was looking forward to the most um, in the season. Is learning about Lynn's past, and um, we find out she has a sister. I want to find out more about what happened to Toph. She's still out there. We know she's still out there. We, we believe she's still out there. We don't know for certain, because she hasn't been seen in a, in a while. I'm, I'm, you sure really, that, I'm sure you, that we'll, uh, we'll see her in book four. You oh. really think she's dead? No, I think she's alive and hanging out with Boomy, who is even older than before, but still looks just the same. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Lin has a sister that she never talked about called Su Yin. Um, but from a different father. Yeah, how, how, how's that revelation? It, it seems just fine by my standards. It, it's very Toph-like, if you ask me. That Yeah, yeah it's it definitely makes, Toph-like. Had a baby sense. and didn't stick around with the father long enough. No, that's, that, that's, that's like, yeah, that fits right in. Yeah, um, so Su Yin is kind of leader of this metal-bending town. Which, that town is freaking awesome. What was the name of that town? Zalfu. Zalfu. Uh, that, I mean... It, it must get very hot there. All that metal. Yeah, yeah, reflecting the sunlight and everything. And she's like the opposite of the Earth Queen. It's like, you know, no lies, it's impossible to lie. And they That's have those chefs of convicts. one guy who can detect if someone's lying. And the next big trend is magnets. <laughs> and um, uh, Varric is back. 
which I was happy with. How did I get here? Um, yeah, he he didn't really do anything this season, but um, like it was great to see him again. Cause he was like the best part of book two. Mm-hmm. Hope we see him at least. At least I hope we see him at least one more time before the. I mean, he kept talking about magnets, so I bet somehow in book four there's gonna be magnets are gonna be important. Mark my words. Um, and magnets are always important. But 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 how do they work? Uh, it's a bunch of electrons floating around the uh, the substance itself that pulls and reflects uh, things of po- like equal or opposite charges. Oh, I wonder if Beric knows that. Well, he doesn't. If he doesn't, Julie certainly does. If I know that uh, Sujin's daughter uh, Opal is, is, is a, an airbender. Is an airbender. The thing that I wanted most to happen in the season didn't happen. I was hoping that Varric would show up at like the air temple thing during like the last fight, and then he's like, "What are you gonna do, young man?" Like, like they're talking, they're talking to Varric, like the villains, and is like, "I'm not gonna do anything." Julie, do the thing, and she does air bending like a champ. Yeah, I, I was thinking that too. It's like I bet, <laughs> I bet Julie is an airbender, but yeah, asked her. Yeah, no one asked her, and uh, she's gonna save save Varric somehow. But you know that never happened. Um. <laughs> it just seemed like Zuli, you did the thing. You didn't tell me you could do that thing. Um, what was I going? Um, yeah, Opal's Airbender. Um, she must not have been a metal bender, so she was probably the only non-bender in the family. She's like the boomy. Yep. yep. Um, and I think Bolin likes her. Just a smidge. Just enough to shove her mom out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it kind of has the problem that all romances in Avatar has, where they're just, like, immediately in love, you know, but, uh, you know, it works. Well, they're teenagers. Yeah, it's cute. Um, yeah, we learned how Lynn got her scar. That was actually accidentally caused by Sue. Yeah, um, that, was, that was kind of sad. I was kind of hoping that flashback would have been longer, but... Is what it is. Toph. I don't know if Toph is maybe the best police chief she could have been. Toph. Um, Toph. Destroying evidence. Poor. Yeah, poor I mean. And she knew that because she retired like a year a- year after that. Yeah. Yeah, like that. That family is just so kind of refreshing. Uh, you know, in kids entertainment. Um, yeah, a, a family that's actually. Sc- Screwed up and yeah, they're, they're like it's like they're both rebelling. Like Sue was rebelling, um, Lynn was trying to be like her mother. Like neither of it works for either of them. Like like Toph probably didn't want Lynn to like follow in her footsteps, but Sue was um, going the complete opposite, being too much of a rebel, which was what kind of Toph was when she was a kid. Yeah. Uh, so they both kind of took after their mothers, but in the worst possible way. Yeah, like the the, the extremes. You know, they each in, inherited a extreme of her uh, her mom. Um, and I guess it was this episode where they uh, finally resolved their issues in a in a metal bending fight. Um, that, which was awesome. Yeah, and, and Sue was like, I, I, me and mom talked this out years ago. Like it's past, but Lynn has never never gotten over it. Like she never resolved it. She was just uh, stuck in her ways for years and years and years. 
Now she has a chance to grow. Dumb. She has like kind of a kind of blame not the voice actor, but the the just the um the tone she had afterwards where she seemed like overly happy. Um like like after she got passed out and rewoken. I, and I knew that her is because her chi was, you know, refreshed, so she was in a good mood. But um it just seemed like I thought she was brainwashed for a second. <laughs> because she seemed to forget all of the uh the bad stuff, but it was just because she uh, was in a exceptionally good mood because of her uh, her chi. Don't don't forget that she also had a uh, a smoothie made with kale. Kale, and remember, kale is the superfood these days. I have kale. I'll think of you. We'll, yeah, kale. We'll always... Kale's all right if you mix it with something else. Otherwise, it is kind of nasty. Oh, that's a, like... a straight kale. I love kale chips. Kale, kale, kale. Kale everywhere. That's up to you. Oh, oh, you, man. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't know kale was a thing until January. Oh, oh, it's brand new. You never heard of it? (laughs) I looked up the Wikipedia for kale, and apparently it's been around. It's been around for a while. (laughs) It's been around for a while. Very popular during the medieval age. So, yeah. See, what was the next one? Original Airbenders. Um... Yeah, this is ones ones like of Tenzin trying to teach the Airbenders, but he's just not getting it. Like, he's not a great teacher. Oh, it's uh, kind of been his Trying to to train. Um, we got some more with Kai here. Uh, there's a little adventure with with, with some Sky Bison, and um. Little baby sky bison's trying to fly, cutest thing ever. This was kind of a filler episode, but um, it wasn't. And I say filler because it didn't really advance like the main plot much, but um, it, it just gave some insight on on Tenzin's beliefs and how he just he's just not living up to it to his own standards, really. Um, is this the like one how, where we're just one where, yeah? Jordan talks about her tattoos. Yeah, where she asks if she can get her tattoos and. It's, it's kind of okay. obvious that it's been obvious since book two that Janora is way so is more Ben. capable of being a spiritual leader than Tenzin is. Yeah. Like, Just because she's... A lot better than Papa Bear. Yep. Um, yeah, because like, like, like Tenzin just wanted so hard to live up to his, his father's legacy, and um, once given the opportunity, he just couldn't quite do it on more than one occasion. Um... You know, book two, that was one of my favorite parts, where him, like, admitting that he's not the one to help Korra, it has to be Janora. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad a character like character like uh, Janora got um, to become more of a fully-fledged character after book one. Because the, Earthbender, the uh, Airbender kids in book one were just kind of background characters. Let's see here. Terror Within. Yes, the next episode, Red Lotus, go try to capture Korra. Um, find out there's a traitor. And surprise, surprise, it's the one guy who could tell people are lying, but who can lie himself. Which is, like, the perfect person to be an infiltrator. I wonder if we're going to see him ever again. Well, he's trapped in the... Yeah, the, the mist. Mist of lost souls. Yeah, he's... 
Yeah, but yeah, like man. using his um, Mentat powers, he should be able to like find his way out of there by telling out telling who's lying and who's not. Um, he can't use bending because he, he doesn't have to use bending. He can just read the people's faces and the spirits. No, that like... that was that was actually that's actually a very weird use of earth bending. Was? Uh, that's what I thought. I thought it was just him looking at the facial expressions and knowing. Oh, no, that... it's 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 um him feeling the vibrations, of of, of a person by using the earth. Okay. He can tell it's, like. It's like it, it's basically cold reading, but to the but using. Using your own anatomy heartbeat. against you. Yeah. Oh, it's it's like increasing heartbeat, like and, and stuff like that. He can okay. detect it. And um, he's very he's very sensitive to us. So, that, so that's what he was um, talking about. Um, yeah, his body his body's rotting in the hotel room. Oh, <laughs> he, he gets to come back like he uses like bending tricks to find out what's moving in the spirit world and gravitate to that. You can't use bending in the spin and spirit world. Oh damn it! That's right. Yeah, I keep forgetting it's, that. You said like ten times. Yeah, your theories he's, hold no ground. It is. Um, Odds are he's gone. He can hang out with that general guy from from Avatar book one. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, that, that was the weirdest thing to see. Yeah, that was a that was a great callback. Uh, the stakeout, um, where they try to this is a little bit before what we were talking about how uh, they they try to find dude. Um, so they go to the to the Misty Palm Oasis. Yes. Um, Which has an ice fountain in the middle of the desert, because why not? Another cool Zarko. episode with a lot of fight scenes. Um, this is the one where Korra and... Where, where Korra was imprisoned by the Earth Queen. Oh, Korra um, and Asami? Yeah, and Asami begins begins to be badass even more. And uh, She's like a... She's like the... MacGyver of Avatar. Oh, um, yeah. One of my one of like my favorite things about what they did like early on this season is um just totally do away with like the love triangle thing. Um, and just like have them talk about it, and he goes, "Yeah, that was pretty dumb, wasn't it?" Yep. <laughs> and now they're just all friends, and especially Korra and uh, Asami, just like. No, we don't need it's like we don't need to be distant from each other. It's like we're both we, mature adults. Yeah, we're both um, mature people. Yeah, and you know, and Mako's just awkward around him still, but you know that's that's Mako. Um, yeah, yeah. So and uh, like when she frees Korra and just just proves how. Um, knowledgeable she is and how useful she is even though she's not a bender then we have a they crash they crash an airship and then build another one and then and then all of a sudden it goes all dune on us (laughs) with a sandworm yeah they were they were walking with rhythm they're shouting with rhythm that's why the uh, the thing ate everything I guess it was the next episode where they uh, crashed the ship, along with the queen. Um, and this was was this the first episode that was online? Um, I think I think it was around this time, yeah. 
No, actually, I think it was a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one, the Red Lotus get to Bossing say, um, a, a, um, a what's, how do you say that? Asificate. You know, when you... Asphyxiate. 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 Um, asphyxiate the, the Earth Queen. That was a, that was a, that was not a very good way to go. No. Not at all. Nope. And, uh, Bossing Say is, turns into anarchy. Which, oh, um, this, oh, yeah, that's when we find out that the Red Lotus Star, true through anarchists. Yep, um. Which is fun. They tr- tr- tried to kidnap Koro when she was little, um, which is why they kept her so isolated. Uh, all that time. Like, that was a big thing with her. How she didn't have any freedom. Um, that didn't come to bite him back on the ass. The, uh... Bossing Say and Chaos didn't actually have much of a plot after this. Um, I'm hoping they go back to it. In book four. Um, because, because there's no uh, government there right now. Yeah, I want to see what those nomad bandits are doing. Like, what's going on with them? Because they hinted at it in the early part of the season. But then they, they just dropped that little storyline altogether. That's true, yeah. yeah You're like, on the wrong side, Avatar! Um, moving ahead a little bit, like, since the air, uh, the air nomads are going to be nomads again. Like, uh, roaming the world and helping solve problems, um... Um, actually, I kind of want to come back to the... Can we table this? Okay, well... Until we... Did we finish talking about the... Like, the build-up to... Like, what else do we need to talk about? We talked about things... Well, it was the attack on uh, Air Temple Island by the Red Lotus, um, which I think has the the best fight scene in the entire series. Like, the the best action scenes um, with them trying to take over. Tenzin was giving his all, wasn't he? Yep. Uh, did you think Tenzin was dead at the end of that? No, I don't think they... I think they need, They still needed hot... They needed all the hostages they could get. I was, I was afraid he might have been. I mean, they wouldn't have not... beaten him, beat him to a pulp if, because, like, Zahir could have just killed him. Um... But yeah, that, that entire fight scene was intense, and like, you got to see uh, Kai and, and Boomy kick some butt. Um, was it? No, it's Kaya, right? Yeah, Kaya. Oh, the kid, I thought it was Kai. The kid is Kai, uh, Aang's daughter is Kaya. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's not confusing. No. Um, and then, the, um,. Two-part finale. Talk about that. I liked it. Yes. So. Very intense. Very intense. Like, um, first we all of a sudden learn about Ply and Zaheer's romance a little bit more. Which was sweet. Kind of last minute. Well, then we see them standing side by side and find out that they are officially not the same height. Oh, yeah, we've already, already already known that. Let's see here. Um... Um, most violent death in Avatar history uh, 
this probably ply exploding her head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I wish they'd lingered on that shot a little bit longer. I think no. they got away with it as much I, as they could. Because I, I was a little confused when it happened. I was like, they just didn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. That was brilliant, the way that she used her armor. Well, like, at first I thought they just covered her head. Um, but then I kind of rewatched it, and I, I noticed that she was starting to do her boom-boom thing again. It's like uh, Sokka when he used his boomerang on the sparky, sparky, boom, boom guy. Like, bam, right in the spot when he was about to blast. And yeah, but this explosion himself. was contained in the helmet. Like, yeah. there was nothing left after that. The, the, chunky, I, su- the chunky salsa rule was in effect. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the reason I was confused because they cut immediately to Zaheer far away. Um, but you were expecting maybe an explosion sound, but there wasn't one. If there was, it was really muffled. Um, so I didn't really get that she exploded right after oh. that, but I, I imagine that would have been too, too, uh, graphic, even if it was implied that much. Oh, yeah. That would have been great if you saw, if you saw, like, the head case in the armor, then you heard, like, a big explosion pop that was muffled, but the armor itself stayed where it was, and then she just slumps to the ground. Uh, that would have been... That would have... That, would've <laughs> that, that is not TVY7, I'm afraid. There would be no blood, no nothing, it would all be contained in the armor. Then That way the parents would get too angry. It's like when uh, when uh, uh, Mace Windu did, uh, chopped off uh, Django Fett's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um, no also, uh, okay. Mondo... And you get that that look. Okay, the look on Sahir's face. That was true despair. Yeah, but it was the one thing he needed to obtain enlightenment because he had nothing tie him tying himself to the world anymore. Um, and then he, and then he, then he achieved Super Saiyan too. I wish, <laughs> I wish the relationship was explored a little more. Um, I guess there wasn't a lot of time for it. Um, I hope they do like a, like how they had the, um, uh, Bolin and, and Mako, uh, little webisodes on, on the website. Uh, I hope they do something about like the Red Lotus members, like how they got recruited. Okay, that would. I would like to bring up one last thing that I was I I said I was going to table later. Now's the time. Okay, Zaheer wanted a world with, that the avatar where the avatar wasn't needed and tried to bring Korra down for that reason. By the end of the series, by the end of the episode, uh, Tenzin had said that the Air Nation was going to take over, basically take over the avatar's job. And that last shot of. Cora's face was her realizing, I don't have a, I have no, my role is over. I have no role left in this world. That's why and, I love this ending because just like at the end of, of book two when she realized, well maybe um, uh, Unalak was right, like right in theory. Um, she's seeing the same thing here. It's like, so, it's like, am I needed? Like, Zaheer lost, but in the Zaheer lost the battle. But won the war. It's very Dark Knightish. Um, yeah. Because in the end of the day, Batman defeated Joker, but um, Joker kind of proved proved himself right in the end. You know. Uh. Unless I'm totally misremembering that movie. Uh. Um. Mm. The uh, I I guess he didn't, but um. One other thing about the Red Lotus, um, Mako straight up killed somebody in this show. Uh, 
so we think. We don't. We don't know. I we guess we don't after. know. But uh, it face full of lightning for several seconds. And you're surrounded by water. Surrounded by water. Have we seen him lightning bend before? Because that was the first time I saw it. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've seen him. That that was that was what that was his job. He lightning lightning bended. I think he uh might have redirected lightning once, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but he no, it, he uh, he uh, lightning bended in in book one. Um, if that's the case, that's the first time that like. Straight up, a character has killed somebody. Um, nah, well, uh, a non-villain character. Well, how? Like, where else in Zah- the series? Zaheer? Zaheer isn't dead. Hey, Zaheer, uh, but he also, killed the Earth Queen. And it was, also, it was, it, was like off, a, it was off camera, though, is what I mean. Uh, Toph, daughter Metalbender girl, she killed Firebender lady. Um... Fire. Yeah, but again, it was off camera. That's what oh. I mean, though. Oh, on camera. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta qualify yourself, now, man. I did, but whatever. Um. <clears throat> yeah, so that was kind of the end, and what uh, Dustin was talking about. Uh. Uh, Korra gets poisoned. They they try to um. Put her in the Avatar state, so they can kill her. Um. She gets kind of messed up, like she's in a wheelchair. She can hardly move. The metal toxosis is some serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ain't. Even I thought maybe some of her bones are broken because she was like getting thrown around. Oh, uh, she. If it if if it wasn't for the avatar shape, she'd be so dead. And um, a, a very beautiful moment, and I admit I got kind of emotional when uh, Jinora, you know, took off her hood and she had the tattoos on and uh. She became kind of the, the spiritual leader of the of the air of the air kingdom, um, and Kor is just sitting there, like, "Yep, this is what it is now." Yeah, do I am I actually needed? Single tear. That single tear was like, my heart broke for. Her. Yeah, the core character has always been. She she's. She's strong, and that's her. What she thinks is her defining characteristic. Um, like in the first book, when she lost her bending, like she 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 uh, thought she was worthless, and now she's you know she's a broken person, and other people can do the job better than her, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so she's just feeling like it, it's such a great way to end this this book because it's even though it's horrible um it leaves the character in a in a different state and we're wondering how she reacts to that you know well well, the thing is when you're down at your lowest that's when you can build yourself back up even higher yeah i mean that's the structure that um she goes through season after season but she never really but she never picks herself up from this one like that's That's yet to come. I hope it's going to be an interesting journey. Does the world need the Avatar anymore? That's the... no. Um. Well, maybe we'll see why they do. You know. Maybe they'll see why we don't. 
Yeah. They got all like like Suki is a good example of this. Or not Suki, I'm um the the one who had um like the girl who's eating Mako. What's her name? Asami? That, that one. Yeah, she's a good example of why the world doesn't need the Avatar anymore. She just has like her own physical prowess and science behind her back, and she can kick so much ass. The humans are like evolving to the point where they don't need the spirits or any of their magical voodoo to conquer the world or to make things more better for them. The Avatar is like a remnant of the past. That's really not what the Avatar is, though. It's not. It's not about just being strong. It's about balance. Yeah, and um, it existed because the Avatar created unbalance. Like they, he locked up the spirits, and um, it, it was. And, like, Akora opened up the portals because she thought it was a mistake. Um, so that was, like, she was the bridge, but now there is no bridge. It's just a lake. Is that a good metaphor? I don't know. So, yeah, so next season, like, where do you think it goes? Well, well, it's going to have to start with Korra picking herself up and starting over. I think that uh, there's going to be an anti-Avatar born of uh, the results of the end of Season 2. And no, that's going to be the no, main villain. The, the Darkness Spirit is it st- in Korra. Yeah, Avatu is in Korra again. Like, light and dark exist in the same same thing. They were just separated for a little bit. Because, uh... uh what was her name? Uh, the, the Light Bobby. Spirit. Rob existed with, if I remember correctly, it was in um, Unavatu and was pulled out of him and put back into Korra. So, yeah, like, the light and dark exist within each other. Yeah, so we'll have to see how... So you're very stupid, Chris. Yeah. You have to learn your Avatar lore. Fine, fine. I think that uh, Varric is going to... Uh, revolutionize industry and some people are going to take his vision and then pollute it to the point where it becomes a global threat. Oh, they invent railguns. Oh no. Dude, uh, railguns gu- rail rail solve all the problems. Uh, yeah, railguns will be the ultimate weapon. It's like magnets. They'll must launch all say must be a plot point next season. Oh, it's, it's I, probably I going bet to be. Su Yin and uh, Varric and Lin are part of it. Toph is going to become the ruler of Bossing Say. Varric will become the ruler of Bossing yeah. Say. Because um, why not? And I bet those wandering nomad air nomads will run across Toph at some point. I bet Which, we... I hope we finally see the, uh, the new Fire Lord. Like the Fire Lord and all that. Um, Which, isn't that Zuko's daughter? Yep. We haven't seen yet. haven't seen that. We've seen all the other leaders of the world, we just haven't seen the, I mean, the new Fire It's probably going to continue the red more with the Red Lotus um, because they mentioned that there's there's more of them. Oh, what about um, that metal-bending character, like the guard? Played oh yeah, by, Cap- Captain So-and-so. That was played by uh, Zelda Williams. Um, they made a point of naming her and giving her story. And a screen time. Yeah, and uh, I mean, they must be planning to use her for book four in some way. Yeah, let's hope. We'll see. You don't cast uh, Zelda Williams for a 
part that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I hope I hope Zuli does the thing. That thing is airbending. Zuli Zuli always does the thing. She always does the thing. Uh. Yeah, like I don't know what they where they go from here. If it's, I mean, obviously, like I said, I think more Red Lotus stuff. But so far, the Korra seasons have been kind of standalone in their conflict, unlike Avatar, which kind of flowed together. Um, so I wonder if there's going to be a new threat or if it's going to just continue on with Red Lotus stuff. We'll have to wait until, wait, 2015? 2016? Yep, hopefully they'll be able to put it out sooner rather than later if they're not worried about TV schedules. True. Um, me and Chris were kind of talking about this before, but I would say that this season is kind of right up with, right up there with uh, season two of Avatar. In terms yeah, of this. Favorite. Yeah, this is wow. definitely this is what this is finally where Korra lived up to the Avatar name. Yep. This is where the this is where the series finally hit its stride. And Too bad it got... was big part of it was just getting out of uh, Republic City. Yeah, they they uh, she also could have lived up to uh, like her avatar name in season one had there been not too many filler episodes. Yeah. Well, season one I thought was really good, um, just a little limited in its scope. Oh, but I thought like, I thought it was like, really good. Like, like the the pro bending league thing, like it was really cool, yes, but it did not really contribute to the story all that much. It's just like Cora's yeah. doing this now. Um. But yeah, like it finally felt like we we're back in the Avatar world and not just a, a modernized part of it. Yeah. Um, it was just great seeing all the old characters and locations and a lot of cool new bending techniques. Oh, did you notice that uh, the, there was a parallel between when they were leaving the Northern Air Temple and the, the original Avatar series and when they were leaving the Northern Air Temple this time around? It was like uh, the scenes were kind of paralleled, except, you know, this time the Northern Air Temple was collapsing into a lava. Yeah, they do that a lot. Um, which, which part, which temple was the Northern Air Temple in Avatar again? Like, what did they do there? That was where Aang was re- trained and raised, I think. Oh, is that what it was? It's also where he um, gets, goes berserk when he sees the corpse of his old teacher. No, that that must have been near the south because they left the south pole. It wouldn't have been in the northern air temple. Then I am incorrect. Sorry. Yeah, like I, I, don't, think don't, I... Think, I don't think he was trained there because he lived in the southern air temple. If yeah. I remember right, I don't know. I'll have to look up the wiki. I'm doing that right now. Let's see here. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's going to be fun seeing the, the airbenders in their own little groups. Storm the world. Oh, it's where the, uh, the, like, oh, let's see. Oh, it's where the, uh, those, that group of Meganists lived. Is that the Northern? Yeah. It still feels like they were heading towards the North Pole, so they wouldn't have gone there that fast, but. Yeah, uh, the Southern, I was wrong, he was trained at the Southern Air Temple. Yeah. I think it's right. Yeah, but the northern is where, after the, 
after the after the nomads were slain. That's where the like the Earth Kingdom refugees were. That's where they went. Okay. Um, yep. So this season of Korra, um, excellent, excellent storytelling. A plus. Yeah, this is as I said. This is where the series finally hit its stride, and I'm go and it. Unfortunately, it was screwed over by the network, like royally. You know, after hearing some of the background, um, I I don't really blame Nickelodeon, but I do think they handled it wrong. Sorry yeah. to explain. Like it, it's easy and fun to vilify like Nickelodeon for for doing uh, this. Um, I'm not saying it's Nickelodeon in general. I'm saying some executive. There was somebody who decided to go through with this, and it just. Well, I don't think. It, but again, I don't think it was the wrong decision. It was just handled poorly. I think you know. Yeah. Because um, at the end of the day, we still got our episodes. We're still getting book four. Yeah. Uh, it was just very rushed. Like the whole season was just everything about it was just. Everything outside the show was just rushed. Yes. And, and not handled properly. And um, maybe, maybe we can, maybe people can have a there be a learning experience from this, and maybe book four will have better. Just need to advertise it more. Like I don't remember seeing any advertisements for it. It's just it's like next week. Book, book three. Yeah, I, just, I I didn't even know about it until the season started. Yeah. And, like, and they didn't put what? it on any any digital platforms. Like not even their website. Yeah, which was weird. Um, so handle it next. I, I handle it right next season, Nickelodeon. Yeah, and uh, and well, the fact that you don't have it on TV anymore means no more death slot, which is a plus. That is true. And no more, and no more SpongeBob or iCarly or whatever banners down at the bottom. Oh, no more laughing SpongeBob. Yeah. Uh, those are brilliant, though. I loved those. If there was one benefit to being on TV, it was the laughing SpongeBob. Uh, Especially uh, during a dramatic moment. Like, this is supposed to be serious. Laughing SpongeBob. <laughs> Could you imagine a laughing SpongeBob at that last little scene with Korra? With oh, no, 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 no. The laughing SpongeBob with 10 cents getting his ass kicked. Yeah, like, I wonder if there's... There must have been. I wonder if people have gone and added Laughing Spongebob. Yes, I've book, seen it. In the book three scenes. I've seen them. It's hilarious. Yeah, a... But it, it it's not something we should be wanting. <laughs> oh, it's it's okay to like dark things. I know. Um, yep, so it's uh, been another episode of the Legendary Frogcast, everybody. Um... What do you think we should talk about next, like next episode? Because I know we don't do a lot of podcasts, but uh, we should talk about the uh, newer episodes of the Walking Dead video game. I'm gonna have to. I don't. I only have season one, and I can't even. Run if you want to do that uh, after after the after the next episode airs, we can. Uh, or next episode comes out, we can do that. I'll have yeah. to pass. Season two has been phenomenal. Yep. Really. I still haven't played season one. Dang you, people, and you. With your Xboxes and your PS3s and your I'm decent PCs. computers. Did you play the... Uh... Well, you don't need a decent computer to play the 
newer version. As long as your PC's been around for the last ten years, you should play the games, no problem. You'd, you'd think that, but no. Uh, did you play The Wolf Among Us? I did not, know. I want to. Well, you can reach us at josephlfrog at gmail.com. Um, you can reach my Twitter at joseph at Joseph Elfrog. I always remember if there's, if there's an underscore, but whatever. Um, Mine is, is at Dust Watts. I might start posting there again. I think the email has the underscore, but the Twitter does not. I'm CL Bo at the Twitters. And e- Joey. Hey, don't hey, don't forget uh, Tuneworks uh, YouTube channel. Which at is... the Tuneworks and channel Tuneworks on YouTube. Um, episode five um, will not be out this month like we thought, but um, it'll be out sometime in September. And uh, we are going to strongly restructure the way we make videos. Oh. Well, because it's been unacceptable the amount of time that's passed. Oh. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything. I blame my lack in production Don't on my work. Don't blame me, because no, I do the no. art. No, <laughs> I'm not blaming the art. I'm blaming my progress on mostly the, like my scheduling thing with work. Like My job conflicts severely with my free time. Like, I have no free time with this job. So we're definitely going to have a TuneWorks podcast, but that will probably be on our YouTube channel and maybe not on this uh, on this feed. So, mm-hmm. um, Everyone, thanks for talking about Korra. I had a blast. I had a boomy boom, head boom blast. Boom. Sparky, sparky, boom, boom, I think it was. Sparky, yeah. sparky, boom, boom, man. Do you think they were related at all? I think they might have been part of the same tribe. Or the same, or the same heard... offshoot. Wasn't yeah. there like weren't they part of like a nomadic tribe of air like firebenders? Or something uh, like all, that? all she said that she was used as a weapon by a warlord. Okay. Who knows what that means? And um, talk to you guys later. All right. Peace. Bye. Bye. Boomerang came back. I hit the stop button.